Somebody clap your hands and shout hallelujah. Hey, I can't hear. I said clap your hands and shout hallelujah. The Bible says the Lord is gone ahead with a shout. As you shout hallelujah, may your heavens open in the name of Jesus. Somebody, I said, as you shout hallelujah, may God do something new in your life. Clap your hands and shout hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus. Look, look at your neighbor and tell the person, I am set for a blessing this week. If you say it well, take the person's own in addition to yours. Tell somebody, I am set for a blessing this week. Ah, tell somebody my best days are ahead of me. Say to somebody between now and the end of the year, I am about to see a new miracle. Something is about to happen in my life. My blessings are overflowing. As you are confessing it, it is happening in your life. Clap your hands and shout, Amen! up your Bibles quickly before we get into the word of God and then we will pray a little lift up your Bibles and say after me say this is my Bible if you don't have a Bible touch somebody touch somebody's Bible but do it like a parasite it is not yours say this is my Bible it is the word of God I believe what he says I am I can do what he says I can do. I am not a hearer only. I am a doer of the word. Say by his word. My path is shining. Brighter and brighter. Shout and say I am blessed. Wave your Bible. And say amen. Father thank you for this morning. Thank you for showing us your power. And your glory. Let us never leave the same as we came. In Jesus' name. And let the church say amen. God bless you. Please be seated. Alright. So, you're welcome to the second service. This month, you will end it very well in Jesus' name. Amen simply means let it be so. This month you will end well in Jesus' name. But I have two very good friends of mine in the church. <laughs> they came from the United Kingdom to do some work in Ghana. You know, in the first service, my sister-in-law from the United Kingdom is here. In the second service, I have some friends here from the United Kingdom. So maybe very soon you will also be welcomed in the United Kingdom that 
you just came from Ghana to <laughs> but please help me let's appreciate Mr. Donald and Mr. Ernest please stand let's acknowledge you let's appreciate you Amen. yes these are these are good men yes good men when you see Donald's beard you can tell that he's a very good man yes. but he's a good man very very good man wonderful family together with Ernest you know, he said, Today, Bishop, we are coming to fellowship with you. And I appreciate your coming. I really appreciate it. Yes. I like your suit. So when we close, I would hang it in my office before you leave there. Amen. But God bless you. Please take your seat. Amen. All right. So last week, Sunday, um, Reverend Pani um, preached on service. The month of October is a month of service and commitment no you can you can be there okay. yeah and in the first service today i taught on serving god intentionally somebody say intentionally the word intentionally means to deliberately do something or purposefully do something. It means doing something by design. Or consciously. So you premeditate to do something. Or you do, you, you do something willfully. The opposite of being intentional is accidental. It means that you didn't plan it, you didn't, you are not deliberate about it, you are not intentional about it. So when we say serving God intentionally, it means that you decide, you willfully, you calculated to serve God. The word to serve from the Oxford Dictionary means to be of use to somebody mm? or to help or to give assistance to someone or to do something for someone. It also means to be in the service of somebody. Mm -hmm. Or to be obedient to someone. So, serving God intentionally, church means that you have deliberately decided, you have planned, you have calculated you premeditated it that I am going to do something. I'm going to serve God. I'm going to do something. I'm going to be of use to God. Ecclesiastes chapter 12 verse 13. Give us Ecclesiastes 12 13. It says, let's read it together. Ready, go. No, 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 no. no. Let's read it together. Ready, go. Mm -hmm. Fear God and keep his commandments. 
For this is the whole duty of man. So the Bible is saying Bible can say that the whole assignment of man fear God. Keep his commandments. That is the whole duty of man. So every human being, our assignment is simple. Fear God. Somebody say fear God. Let me hear you say it well. Say fear God. And keep his commandments. This puts you in a position to fulfill a divine assignment or a divine call. I'll come back to this scripture briefly. But I want you to understand some few things. Number one. Every human being serves what they love. When you love someone or you love something, you serve in that direction. Genesis 29 Genesis 26. Genesis 29, 26. The Bible says, let me read it. And Laban said, it must not be so done in our country to give the younger before the firstborn. Mm -hmm. Fulfill her week and we will give thee this also for the service which thou shalt serve with me for yet seven other years. And Jacob did so and fulfilled their week. And he gave him, Rachel, his daughter, to wife also. Now, in this scripture, Jacob went to his uncle Laban and saw his two daughters, but decided he wanted a younger one. And the uncle said, you need to serve to get her seven years not seven days uh, not seven months seven years it's not easy but the guy decided that because I love the woman I will serve and so he served after seven years his father-in-law gave him the elder sister instead of the younger one Leah and then he said, no, in our country, we don't do this. The younger one cannot marry before the elder one. So, if you want the younger one, you must serve seven more years. I thought the man would have said, Charlie, buy one, get one free. But Jacob decided that because I love her, I will serve seven more years. You see what love can do to people. How many of you men here have done very crazy things because of love? Let me see your hand. Hey, all liars will go to hell. Raise your hand quickly. Hurry up. Hey. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Yeah. There are some of you when you were young, when your mother sent you, you won't go. But small girl will stay in Tema and will call you from Kaswa. I want fried rice. Then you, a whole you, you will go 
Use your last money. <laughs> Go and stand by check check. Hey, Charlie, check check. Is that still check check? Yeah, Pastor James. Pastor James. Yeah. Then you go and buy check check. Then you take trotro from Kaswa to Circle. Then you jump from Circle to Tema. Then you go. <laughs> In the name of love. Yeah. I remember years ago when I was chasing my wife. I was a Bible school student. I didn't have money. And she used to live at Osu. Every Sunday evening. It was Sunday evenings, eh? Yes. Sunday evening. Shout! From church. You see me there. I remember one time I went to meet her and the, and the pastor and the family. They were in a restaurant. I, I will never forget that restaurant. I think that restaurant is even collapsed in Jesus' name. <laughs> And they were eating. And then I had gone there. I had some orange yellow shirt. Big one like that. Orange yellow shirt. And they were there with the pastor. And then she saw me. The pastor said no. She wouldn't let her come. I should come there. Young guys, may you never be poor in the name of Jesus Christ. Then when I went there, the man looked at me. Yeah. But what I'm saying is that love makes people do things. So sometimes people serve just because of love. Look, I've seen men, big men, crying because a woman has disappointed. Yeah, a woman. Bishop, was one recently when he was crying, I was looking at him. I said, hey. I didn't know the lady, so I was waiting to see which kind of lady can make this whole man cry. cry. Holy, Ghost, Holy Ghost comes on you, you don't cry. Your mother died, you didn't cry. Your father died, you didn't cry. Small girl say he don't love you. <laughs> Have you seen your life? God punish the devil. <laughs> you know, but Jacob served 14 years to get one woman. And for you guys who believe that you love a lady and you want to marry her and you go, you propose and the lady is dragging her feet one week, two months, then you say, I'm not interested again. Take yourself. It means you, didn't have, you never loved her. If you love the person, you will persist. Are you understanding what I'm talking about? It, it is not very normal for a lady. You just propose now and say, oh, me, I was waiting for you already, so I accept. Lady. You know, but when you're a lady too and a guy is proposing to you, don't drag your, don't misbehave unnecessarily. Don't, don't, you know, one month, one year. Meanwhile, sometimes you look, you now you look into your mirror, you know that you are not the most beautiful person around. So, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a message I'm preaching, isn't it? I am The young man, you are enjoying the message I'm preaching. I'm renting your money, 
Yes. Thank you for telling me I'm preaching good. But you too, if you don't have money in your pocket and you are going to propose, make sure you have enough wraps for the woman. Well, some of you, some of you, you don't have money. You don't have wraps too. Yeah. When my wife was making some way, hey, Charlie, one day then I went to her and I told her, you know something, today, today is the last day. I said, if you accept, I said, if you not, let me know. But, one day, if you reject this proposal, no, she's here, I told her, it wasn't a letter I wrote to you. I wrote a letter to you, yes. I said one day, you will see me on billboards. You will see me on TV. You will see me all over the place. And if you refuse this proposal, you will bite your finger. And you say, what at all made me lose this guy? So think, think baby, and give me a good answer. <laughs> Like by now, today I sit here, lady give her, lady give her, come here, I'm preaching. No, it's part of the preaching, isn't it? So, if you're a lady and people are proposing, you see, every lady and every human being, life is in stages. There is a stage of your life when men flood you. Because you are blossoming like a flower, and they are proposing. Let me, at that stage, don't make a don't think that it is because you are the most beautiful lady in the country. No, it, it is just that it is your season. So don't be misbehaving. Me, I don't like short guys. I don't like guys with flat stomach. I want a potberry, potberry young. <laughs> No, in fact, I, I want a guy who has bushy hair. <laughs> I don't like a bald guy like, like my friend Donald. <laughs> see, his head. See, see this guy. But he used to have bushy hair. Huh? Huh? Yeah, say when you are doing those things, then your season is passing. When you marry, you won't eat the height of the man. You won't eat the belly of the person. If the person has pot belly, you won't take it anywhere. People change you. Do you know that? So when it is your season, pray carefully, seek counseling, and choose and stop misbehaving. All the young ladies in the house, say amen. Have I given you a good advice? I don't know why I'm still on this one, but I think that somebody needs to hear this. Some of the prayers we are praying against anti-marital demons, they are not a demon. The only problem is that when your season came, you didn't notice it. So your season passed. Now it is somebody else's time. You understand it? Huh? Okay. Now, now your eyes have become, and the people who were proposing to you and you are making some way, you know, they didn't have money. You said they didn't have a car. They didn't have moto. Now, because at, at those times, there are some of the ladies who were in the church with me. If I told them I wanted to marry them, I'm sure they would have slapped me. No, because, I mean, Charlie. And that is, that is why, if you're a man, you need to cherish your wife. I cherish my wife. Because sometimes, you know, women have a way of angering you. Eh? But sometimes when she makes me angrier, then I remember that. <laughs> Charlie, she accepted me when others would have rejected me. You understand what I'm talking about? Yes.
Charlie. Me teach him out. Amen. Amen. All right. Uh, yeah. But people love or people serve what they love. Number two, let me go quickly. You serve also as a sign of slavery. You can also serve as a sign of slavery. Exodus 1, 13 and 14, quickly. Exodus 1, 13, the Bible says, And the Egyptians made the children of Israel to serve with rigor. Verse 14, And they made their lives bitter with hard bondage in mortar and in brick and in all manner of service in the field all their service wherein they made them serve with rigor. See, if you don't serve because of love, you may end up serving as a sign of slavery. In this world, eh, everybody will serve something one day. It is either you are serving God or you are serving the devil. There is no middle line. He said, oh, by me, I don't serve the devil. Yeah. But you see, they serve through mortar and brick. Sometimes the devil can make you serve money. So there are people for all your life, you've been serving money, you've been working, you've been breaking your back, and yet there is nothing to show for it. That is a mark of slavery. There are people who your, your life, it is like you are, you are going backwards. The harder you work, the poorer you become. That was the Israelites for you. Because when you don't serve God, you enter into a realm where the devil will make you a slave to money, a slave to work. And there are people, they work so hard at the end of their lives. It's full of trouble. May God deliver you in the name of Jesus Christ. Did you say amen? I said, may God deliver you in the name of Jesus. Lift up your hand and shout, I am not a slave. Oh, come on, say it again. Say, I am not a slave. I am a servant of God. Amen. Serve God acceptably. Serve God acceptably. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 28. It says, Wherefore, we receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved, let us have grace whereby we may serve God acceptably and reverence. So, not all services to God is acceptable. Example, Cain and Abel. You remember that story? Talk to me, church. How many of you remember Cain and Abel? Alright. Cain and Abel went, they offered to God. The Bible says that to Cain and his offering, God rejected Cain and his offering. But for Abel, God had respect for him. So you can serve God and it will be rejected. That is why when you come serving God, you must come on his terms and not on your terms. That is why you can't do anything anyhow in the house of God. 
you can't wear anything at all into the church. There is a code of conduct in the church. If your service must be acceptable, you must do it in a certain way. Can I hear somebody say amen? Church, are you here? I said, can I hear you say a better amen? Those of you upstairs, say amen. Alright. So, your father may have a company. But there is a certain dress code you can't take into the company. Huh? Your father has a company. Then one day you just appear with bikini. Just appear with bikini. Then you are shaking your body. <laughs> Why? It's my father's company. The gateway will not even allow you in. Are you understanding what I'm talking about? So you are serving in the church. But when your service must be acceptable, you can't be serving in church and be gossiping every day. You can't be doing that. You are a young lady serving in the church. You can't be serving in the church and then also using your body to serve the young men in the church. You can't be doing that. Are you still understanding what I'm preaching? Yeah. You live in the community, you serve God, but everybody knows you're a fighter. Where? I mean, in your neighborhood, everybody knows that he asked for you one plug. That is all right. Tell somebody that is all right. Oh, tell somebody that is not right. And tell another person, serve God acceptably. All right. Number five. And this is connected to the fourth. There are people too who use their service to God as a means of destroying the kingdom. Creating problems. Romans chapter 16 verse 17. NIV says, I urge you brothers and sisters to watch out for those who cause division and put obstacles in your way that are contrary to the teachings you have learned. Keep away from them. It says do what? I didn't hear you. It says do what? No, no. Tell somebody that say the thing well. You are the one bishop is talking to. Tell the person. Bishop is talking to you, so say it well. Huh? Paul says do what? Keep away from them. Keep away from which people? People who cause divisions and put obstacles in your way. Look at the verse 18. Verse 18. For such people are not serving our Lord Jesus Christ. So you can be serving, but your service can be creating problems. You know, for the years I was resident pastor in the dome, I realized that there are such people in every church. Huh? Yeah. Even here. There are some here. And sometimes the fact that the bishop or the pastors have not confronted you does not mean we don't know you are here. We are. <laughs> the fact that we have not confronted you that look, what you are doing it doesn't mean we don't know we are here. We know you are here, but just that it is the love of we are waiting patiently to see if you will change. Yeah, but change. if you don't change, one of these days, we will do it one on one. 
Are you understand what I'm saying? What in your American, I remember in the dome one time the presiding bishop had to deal with an issue on the platform because there were some people who were in the church from circle day so. And they were in the church. No one saw it. They would stand at the back when he's preaching. Look, and that is why I mean, no matter who you are, when you stand at the back when I'm preaching, when you're outside, I don't trust you. I see that something is wrong with your Christianity. Or I'm preaching and you are talking. I know that you you are suspect. Yeah. Just look at your brother next to you. Don't say anything. If you see a suspect in your eyes, just say, I rebuke you in Jesus' name. Yeah. But these guys will be at the back and they'll be telling people, oh, Charlie, there is this prophet. There's this prophet. Charlie, there's this new prayer ground. Meanwhile, they are in church. They won't go. But they are, they are giving direction to people. Are you understanding what I'm talking about? There are people, when you see, you are coming for rehearsal, you are doing this. Hey. 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 And I want to talk, sir. Hey, it's over here, sir. Hey, it's what trap I feel no one how bad no Hey, now to where are you? It's one baby before we be out there, mko. Bonsam. It's demonic. No, I'm telling you, it's demonic. Because you know there are people who are like that, and Paul says that they create obstacles. They they make they make people feel that they are service to God, there is something wrong. Hey, so you there, any time they mention an offering, you get up to go and give. Hey, how does that concern you? Ask somebody, how is that your problem? Know, ask, somebody, how, ask somebody, how is my service your problem? How is that, how is that your problem? And some of you, you need to take some of the things we teach you because some of you, you have companies, the people trying to destroy your company are not demons, they are not spirits. They are human beings like this. Bad behavior, bad characters. When you locate them in your business, don't pray for them. Don't pray over them. Sack them. I said, do what? Yeah. Even if the person is a member of your church and the person wants to destroy your business, sack the person. When the bring the person comes to report, then I will pray for the person and tell the person, get another job. But that please. Am I preaching to somebody here? Somebody say preach, preach, That's preach. Bishop, you are preaching. Yeah. All right. You know, one of one of the young pastors who around me I mentor. One day was in the Bible school. He had finished the university. Then he came to tell me that one of the lectures in the Bible school, who is also a graduate and actually have a master's, he's a pastor, told this my young guy that ah, why why do you want to be a pastor? Why do you want to come to full time? Go and look for a job. Bible school, lecture, I don't back home. graduate. He said, ministry. No, 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 no. Ah, and your parents allow you to come and do ministry. Now, this matter I saw even up to three years ago. So there are people 
who the devil will incite to drive you away from service. So if you want to serve God, you must be very intentional about it. May God give you grace to serve him in the name of Jesus Christ. Say amen so that people don't think you are the one I was talking about. Say amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Are you here? Are you sure you are here? So, serving God is our duty. Let me go on. I, want, I need to end it because in the first service I couldn't conclude. <inaudible> serving God is our duty. Yes. Luke chapter 17, verses 7 to 10. Luke NIV, quickly. Luke 17, 7 to 10. Alright, let me read it. It says, Suppose one of you has a servant plowing and looking after the sheep. Will he say to the servant when he comes in from the field, come along now and sit down and eat? Won't he rather say, prepare my supper, get yourself ready and wait on me while I eat and drink? Will he thank the servant because he did what he was told to do? So also, when you have done everything you were told to do, should say, we are unworthy servants. We have only done our duty. We are unworthy servants. We, are only, we have only done our duty. So you see, this preaching I'm preaching, it is not like I've done God a favor. <laughs> it is not like when you sing in the choir, you have done God a favor. Or when you usher, you have done God a favor. Or you do something in the house of God, it's like you've done God a favor. You've not done God a favor. You've only done what you are supposed to do. It is only even the mercy of God that even you and I can have the opportunity to serve God. Yeah, because he says, unworthy servants. Go back to the scripture. He says, we are unworthy. Who is there? It says, we are unworthy servants. We have only done our duty. So when you serve God, you have only done your duty. When you come and you are in the sound room, you have only done your duty. Remember Ecclesiastes. I told you I'll come back to that scripture. What is the whole duty of man? Fear God and obey his commandments. So when I come to intercede, I go for evangelism. No, I have only done my duty. Church, Whatever you are doing for God, you are only doing your duty. And every duty have an expiry date. It will not be long. It will not be long. You would wish you could go out for evangelism. But you realize that the time has passed. Are you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. At a certain age, and then at a certain time, when your breath is no more within you, then you say, ah, I wish I had done this, I had done that. So do your duty now. I said, do your duty now. Receive grace to do your duty in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So, serving God intentionally. 
Joshua chapter 24 verse 15. NIV. Joshua 24 15. NIV. He said, But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, if serving the Lord seems unattractive to you, if serving the Lord is not exciting for you, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you were living. And then he concludes by saying, but as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Do I have such people in the house? Come on here. Do I have such people in the house? Receive the grace to serve the Lord in the name of Jesus. Somebody clap your hands and shout a big amen. As for me and my house. So Joshua was saying that we will intentionally and deliberately make a decision to serve the Lord. So serving God is an intentional decision you have to make. Some of people are praying and waiting that the Holy Ghost will enter them. Then suddenly he will become a chorister. Or suddenly he will become an usher. No. No. You have to deliberately decide that you will serve the Lord. If somebody understand what I'm talking about? Yeah. You, nobody, I'm not preaching accidentally. No. Those who sang, they didn't sing accidentally. It, Joshua said that we will serve the Lord. We will deliberately, we have calculatedly, we have premeditated that we are going to serve God. So those of you waiting, that, that the spirit will enter you and then suddenly you become a prayer warrior you will wait for a very long time are you understanding what I'm talking about when you hear that somebody have zeal for the Lord it is not an accidental thing that happened it was a deliberate decision it was a choice the person made so you see, I, I was saying in the first service that when you come to church late, you always come to church late. It is deliberate. It's deliberate. You intentionally decided to be late. Because you can be deliberate about coming to church early. That, hey, Saturday, in my house, Saturday, everybody irons your clothes, you polish your shoe, you look for your belt. You look for your Bible. It is not Sunday morning. Hey, my watch here, yo. Hey, my socks back on. If I, no, that that one, you are back. You are going back. Are you understanding what I'm talking about? You must intentionally join a department. Ask somebody, have you joined the department? No, I didn't hear you. Ask the person, have you joined the department? Give me the town. Ask somebody, have you joined the department? What did the person say? 
Huh? What did the person say? What did he say? If the person says no, then tell the person, watch that. Tell the person, is it intentional? says it's intentional. Because the Holy Spirit will not come and hold you. Huh? Hey, from today. I'm the Spirit of God. Then you come and say, Holy Spirit has made me an usher. Holy Spirit don't make people ushers. It is people who deliberately decide to be ushers. You see the way you are clapping, it is deliberate. So, from today, intentionally decide to serve God. Intentionally decide to join a department. Intentionally decide that you will go to church every Sunday. How do you plan your week and you plan and you include Sunday? That Sunday is when I am going to eat omutuo between 9, 7 a.m. and 12. That is when we are going to eat omutuo. Don't you see that? What should I? Yeah, you, <laughs> you see, the choir that sang today, Tempo choir. You see a lot of elderly people among them. Is that correct? Oh, talk to me. Are you here? Is that correct? As your pastor, I know some of them. I know what they go through to come and sing. Some of them have serious medical conditions. There are people in this church who are so committed. Some of them have serious financial issues. I know somebody in this church who walks miles to church on Sundays because there is no money. But the person decided that I'm going to serve God. So you, with that little problem, you say, Bishop, In fact, Bishop, I need to explain, I need to explain myself. What do you want to explain again? Uh, what explanation <laughs> do you want to give? Uh, in fact, the last time uh, when I looked at Kwa Beer and then you Osha Beer, Osha Beer, me Nakashi, oh no, 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 no. In small Benika, if your boy say, I'm a few, I'm a here, it won't. Well, later, what Eh. Thank God for your degrees. In this church, there are people who are very blessed financially and they serve God. Listen, and nobody should intimidate you from serving the Lord. Come on. Ah, you, you sound very intimidated. I said, don't let anybody intimidate you from serving the Lord. Somebody shout, I will serve the Lord. In fact, if you are not serving God, you must feel that something is wrong with you. I'm not saying maybe you. I mean something. I'm not saying maybe something is wrong. I'm, I'm saying actually that something eh, is wrong with you. Because the whole duty of man, you have neglected it. So what are you living for? What are you living for? You've made people. You used to be so committed in the church. You've made somebody use their mouth 
to move you out of a whole department, out of serving God. Now, when you come to church, you sit at the back and you cross your leg. Now, you can't even clap your hands. You can't even say amen. You don't give offering again. You have become so apathetic. You don't care about what happens. You have become so unconcerned. But today, return unto the Lord and serve the Lord. You see, Bishop, in fact, I used to serve God, but the church, there are a lot of hypocrites in the church. It's true. You are one of them. Are you not one of the hypocrites? Yeah. Look, what Yeah. If you don't take care, even a pastor can stop you from serving God. But serve God. When you lay down dead, you should have no regrets. I wish I would have given more time to God. Three things that when you die, you should never regret. One, and the most important, I wish I should have given my life to Jesus. Number two, I wish I had spent more time with my family. Number three, I wish I had served God with my life. These three things, never regret it. Did you hear what I said? There are men who when they are sick, that is when they, they, that's when they realize they have a family. I went to the eastern region two weeks ago to go and visit a certain pastor who had stroke couldn't talk, couldn't move, couldn't do anything. And his two sons were by him. And they were telling me that, Bishop, and I, and I was moved. And then one of them said to me, said, Bishop, our father sacrificed himself for us. So today, if our father needs us, this is the little we can do. Can your family say the same about you? Can the church say the same about you? There are some people in the church, if their finger even breaks, pastors and elders and everybody would have to be there for them. You, when your head, we may not even know that. Isn't it true? Yeah, because you are in like you are out. Today you are in church. The next week you are not in church. Bishop, you don't understand. I won't understand. Please, the whole duty of man is to fear God and keep his commandments. May you never have regrets in the name of Jesus Christ. I don't like the way you said amen. I said, may you never regret. Say amen. Because one day, one day you remember this preaching and preaching. Listen, I'm preaching, eh? One day you remember. If you like pretend and sleep, you remember it. And surprisingly, he sits through the service, he never sleeps. Some of you young people. 
Obon sai bad mo here be ehu. E feel you call your can show him say. I'm preaching. Make some No, why are you looking at me like that? I know show me sir. I'm calling your number, eh? Yeah. So stop sleeping so that I stop talking about you. <laughs> and serve God. Is that okay? How many of us are going to serve God from today? Lift up your hand and say, I receive grace to serve God. Don't forget the three things you should never regret in life. I wish I had given my life to Jesus. Those things, people only say it when they are in hell. Lazarus and the rich man. I wish I had spent time with my family. I wish I had served God. But it's too late. It's too late. You know that my song? It was but yesterday you were a baby. But so soon you are growing too. And before you know it, you become a lady or a man with children too. Then your health and strength begins to fail you. Then you say that what shall I do? Before the days and years you may have wasted, there will be memories haunting you. So you see, my brother, that life is so short. It passes so quickly and soon it's gone. You just have one life to live on earth. So remember your creator while you have breath. It was by yesterday you were a baby. You see, when you look back, it was just like some few years ago, you used to be a teenager. Don't you feel like that sometimes? It's true. Yeah. I used to remember. It's a, I look at my son. Yesterday, I, we attended my son's graduation. And we took a picture. And when I look at the picture, I was so short under him. And I was like, I was like, no, but something is wrong. <laughs> yeah. Because this guy was a baby. I used to cuddle him. But so soon you are growing too. And before you know it, you become a lady or a man with children too. Then your health and strength begins to fail you. Then you say, Aisha, that what shall I do? Before the days and years you may have wasted, there will be memories haunting you. There will be memories haunting you. So you see, my brother, David, life is short. It passes so quickly and soon it's gone. You just have one life. Uh, you know one life. Uh, one life. It is appointed unto man to die once and after death. Yes, one life. You just have one life to live on earth. So remember your creator. While you have bread today, we are begging you. Oh, join a department. <laughs> Bishop, Bishop. Bishop. <laughs> you just have one life to live on it. While you have bread, you just have one life, one life, one life. Everybody say one life. Point that finger to your brother and say one life. To your sister and say one life. No, tell that person one life. There are some elderly people who are here, they wish they had had this when they were 20 years old or 19 years old. Is it true? There are some people here who wish who wish they had done something different from what they what they did when they were a teenager. 
you, you are here. You are here. We are begging you to serve God. We are telling you, stop this. Stop this prostitution. You are prostituting your body. And come to church and serve God. You don't want to listen. We are, we are telling you, young man, stop the stealing and serve God. But you just have one life to live on it. So remember your creator while you have breath. Clap your hands. Alright, so let me conclude like this. Are you blessed this morning? Hallelujah. Amen. Let me conclude like this. Serving God is a decision. Serving God comes as a choice we make. Serving God is not based on feeling. The truth of the matter is that you don't always feel it. I feel it. Then sometimes you feel it moves in your body. But you don't always feel like that. You see, feelings are never permanent. So you can't base your life on feeling. In fact, when you even marry, your marriage cannot be based on feeling. So some people will say their love is finished. Bishop, I won't marry again. Their love is finished. <laughs> no, it doesn't finish. Love is a choice. Yeah. I was telling some young people recently. I said, Look, stop. If you are not married, don't waste your energy. Don't, don't scatter your bullets. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was telling, I was telling them. I said, because you see, when you marry, a time will come. A baby, baby, your wife will be chasing you with sex, and you'll be running away. No, I'm telling you. Anybody here who has married for five, more than five years, if it is not true, raise your hand. Maybe we have. Maybe we we'll get only one person. <laughs> But that's the truth. And there are times when you see your husband, you don't feel anything, but you have made a choice to love. So love is a choice. In the same way, serving God is not based on feeling that I feel the anointing. You must know that God is with you. Whether you feel it or you don't feel it. Yesterday I slept after 12 midnight. I woke up before 3 a.m. today. You understand it? And I had to get to church and go out for um, don't broadcast evangelism at 5.30 a.m. this morning. By 4 something, I'd left my house and got in here. Went for evangelism. After the evangelism, went from some, went to some houses to visit some of our members who I have not seen for two weeks. And some, <laughs> this morning, came back. We went to this house. Charlie, did the guy come to church? James, go to the house. Go and tell him I'm waiting for him. Hurry up. Yeah. 
We went to this house. This guy has been promising me every day. Oh, oh Bishop. Yes, Bishop. Today, I told him, today I went to their house with about eight people. When we close, he will see more than 20 people in the house. Yeah. That's his house. That's his house. You know, but the point I'm making is that my body feels exhausted, but it is a decision. It is, it is intentional. It is deliberate. So you to serve God intentionally. And you'll be blessed. Give Jesus a mighty clap of praise. So be intentional about paying tithes. Be intentional. It is when you are intentional and you are doing it, then the Holy Spirit takes over and, and then suddenly then suddenly you receive grace and you do it effortlessly. But you must make a move. So today make a move. I said today do what? From today, prepare yourself for service on Saturdays. Don't do it on Sundays. Amen. Serve God for deliverance. There are some demons that will never live your life unless through the service of God. There are some yokes and some curses that will never break until you enter. You see, as you serve God, some demons leave you. One of the demons that left me as I was serving God was a demon of eye problem. I came to the church with CV. When you used to, when you see my eyes, it was like it was like blood. I can't tell how it disappeared. When I was serving God, I don't even know when that sickness disappeared from me. But I know that as I was busily serving God, God just God just healed me. There are some sicknesses that will be healed even as you serve God in Jesus' name. Amen. Serve God out of love. That is a service that says that even if he does not do anything for me, like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, even, even if I won't regret serving him. Amen. I said, Amen. Serve God for divine intervention. Serve him for divine intervention. Colossians chapter 3, verse 23. It says, Whatsoever you do, do it heartily, as unto the Lord and not unto men, knowing that of the Lord you shall receive a reward of the inheritance. For you serve the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. So, there is a reward in serving God. And then serve God for a better future. Serving God guarantees a better future for you. Yesterday at the graduation, it was the MP, um, our own Honorable Sam George, who was the guest, of, the guest speaker at the graduation. And, and he was telling the children that, look, commit your life to God. He is the one who will get you to where you want to get to. He said, give your life and serve God. 
He will make you great. And listen, for somebody who have gotten to that level, telling you that it is God who can make you, he knows what he's talking about. There are some of you here. Your future will be the brightest ever in your family in the name of Jesus Christ. If your amen is louder, receive that manifestation quickly. As you serve God, some of you, God will catapult you from a nobody, from a family of nobodies, from a family of rejects, from a family of people who have not been, you know, have been condemned to poverty. God will catapult you to the highest pinnacle of life. Receive that testimony in the name of Jesus. Lift up your hand and shout and receive it. So serve God. Serve God. And the last thing I want to say. Intentionally serve God with joyfulness of heart. Deuteronomy 28, 47. My favorite scripture. Or one of my favorite scriptures. Can we read it together? Church, can we read it together? Oh, can we read it together? All right. Ready? Ready, go. No, 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 no. Let's read it again. Ready, go. No, no. I, I want you to macho your voice. Let's read it together. Ready, go. Mm-hmm. All right. So the 47 says, because you did not serve the Lord your God with joyfulness of heart and with gladness for the abundance of all things. So serving God with joy and gladness guarantees you the abundance of all things. But he said, because you did not do that, therefore, you shall serve your enemies. May that be far from you in the name of Jesus Christ. I said, let that be far from you in the name of Jesus Christ. So, serve God. Teach your children to serve God. If you don't want to serve your enemies, serve God. Teach your children to serve God. If not, you will serve your enemies. You become a slave to your enemies. I can guarantee you one thing. Nobody ever gives his life to Christ faithfully, committedly, joyfully, gladly, and God will put you to shame. It will never happen. May God never put you to shame in Jesus' name. God bless you all. I want you to bow down your head with me briefly this morning. If you are here this morning and your sins have not been forgiven, you are not sure if you die today, you go to heaven. You want a new life. You want to begin to serve God. And you want him to forgive you your sins. Please, wherever you are, 
Lift up one hand, I'm going to pray with you. You want your sins forgiven. You want to be a new person. You want to be a new woman. You want to be a new man. Lift up your hand. Yes. Maybe you were a Christian. But you backslided. Today, you can come back to Jesus. If you are like that, lift up one hand. Quickly, whilst every head is bowed and every eye is closed. Lift up one hand, let me pray with you. Yes, thank you, my brother. Thank you, my brother. Yes. With that hand lifted up, stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Thank you, brother. Stand to your feet. Take whatever you came with and walk to me in front here. You want to give your life to Jesus. Yes, you want to give your life to Jesus. 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 Lift up one hand, my brother. Yes, and everybody in this building, please lift up one hand and pray this prayer after me. Ask your own prayer. Say, Lord Jesus. Say it louder. Say, Lord Jesus. I am a sinner. I ran to you today for salvation. Forgive me all my sins. Wash me with your blood. Come into my life and make me a new person. Today, I receive you as my Lord and my Savior. Amen. Put your hand on your chest. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, establish this one in your kingdom. Let him never be the same again. Make him a testimony to those who know him. In Jesus' name. Amen.